In today's show, we're looking back at all of the news across the NBA, plus the 11 games on, what day is it? Thursday, yeah, that's the day, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. 11 games here today to prepare us for a day with no games tomorrow, Christmas Eve, no day, no games on there. Uh, I'll take this opportunity now. There will be a show at some point tomorrow, uh, what to watch for and streaming options for the Christmas Day game. But just to say a Merry Christmas to everybody who does um, celebrate Christmas, Happy Holidays, to all of you guys there, and thank you for everything that you have done to support this show, this channel throughout this season and years in the past. This has obviously been the most successful season for the channel and the show. Um, you can see the numbers growing on YouTube, and you know, they're mirrored on the podcast side of things as well. So I do appreciate everyone who has been a part of everything, and I wish you the the best, most successful, happiest, and most importantly, healthiest Christmas and holiday season that you can possibly have uh, at this time of the year with you know, this stuff that's going on all around us. All right, let's look at news. A few guys in COVID protocols, a few big names actually in COVID protocols. Uh, recently, Bradley Beal and Carl Anthony Towns, the two biggest ones uh, joining the COVID protocols today. Um, yeah, that's it's, it's not great. Uh, obviously for any of these blokes, especially for someone like Towns, who's obviously been impacted by in a significant way by this disease with the loss of so many family members, including his mother. He's asymptomatic, which is great, and I believe Beal is also. Um, they are out at the moment. With Beal out, we saw them start Aaron Holiday today, and then Corey Kispert also started. I wouldn't say that there's a must-roster bloke there, but if Dinwiddie's available, you go and grab him because it obviously helped him without Beal today. Without Towns, you're looking at um, a Naz Reed. We'll talk about that a little bit more later on when we, when we look at the Wolves side of things, but Reed is a pretty strong ad in that situation. Um, more COVID stuff, Pistons outbreak. Saban Lee, along with Cade Cunningham, Killian Hayes, are all out now. So there's And Isaiah Stewart, actually. So you're looking at Trey Lyles, you're looking at Corey Joseph and Frank Jackson as short-term guys, even Joshy Jackson in some deeper formats. Some value opening there. But on the positive side of the COVID protocols, the Brooklyn Nets and the Chicago Bulls, a lot of their guys are clearing protocols. James Harden, Zach Levine, these guys are really close to returning, or actually they are going to be returning. LaMarcus Aldridge as well. So we're seeing some of these teams get um, get cleared and get back in action after missing so much time. On more COVID news, the NBA is considering a shorter quarantine period. So we may not have this 10-day scenario anymore. There's no guarantee that that will happen or what those days will be. It's more likely going to be like a testing cutoff in terms of the levels of COVID that they're finding before you know, those guys can return. But that is if they're back within 10 days or before two negative tests or the threshold of what constitutes a negative versus a positive test, um, that will be really interesting to see how that impacts the league. And then Kevin Porter Jr., we thought he'd be back, but it doesn't look like he's really that close, unfortunately. 
He still doesn't have a timetable to return. I wouldn't think it's too long. Maybe at some point, yeah, middle end of next week. But I assume that he'd be back basically this weekend or whenever the next Rockets game is. But it doesn't appear like that's going to be the case for Kevin Porter Jr. Let's look at the top ads in fantasy leagues over the last 24 hours. Number one, Cameron Reddish, who got hurt today with his ankle, had two trips to the locker room, and then suffered a calf cramp and had to go back a third time and then never returned. There is hope that he will return on, or he will play on Christmas, and he is a solid ad for now with everyone out. It also looks like Kevin Herter might actually clear protocols. He almost cleared protocols today. He might be ready for Christmas too. Jordan Warrock continued to start over Grayson Allen. That whole situation's odd. We'll talk about it later. The Winter Soldier, Max Struess, up 22%. I think he is a solid enough ad, but... He literally may not play anything more than 10 minutes if Butler and Tucker um, and even if Deadman plays next game and Caleb Martin's back. There's a whole bunch of guys who can um, come back and really impact Struz's minutes. Avdia's up 17%. He's probably more of a 14-team league guy. And then Horton Tucker up 12%. Not sure after Horton Tucker's last game why people decided he needed to be added in more leagues, but there we go. Nance up 11 and JaVale up 10. I like the JaVale edition as a, a, an option to stream. Nance, I'm on the fence with. Omer Yet 7, I think he's a must-roster player. I think you've got to go grab him in 12-team leagues. Bam's three to four weeks away. Um, Deadman suffered a knee injury, which looked pretty severe. They said it was a knee sprain, and we'll find out tomorrow. Now, Deadman might miss a game. All right, and then be back and Yurt 7's done. But at this point, Yurt 7 could play 30 minutes a night, get blocks, get rebounds, and score a bit and be actually probably more useful on a permanent basis than what Deadman was. So he's an ad. And that last one's Bill Hernan Gomez with um, Jonas Valanciunas out today. Hernan Gomez started. I don't expect Valanciunas to be out long-term, but we don't know how many games he's going to miss with this non-COVID illness. In terms of players that were dropped... Derek Rose down 32%. That obviously makes a lot of sense given his surgery. Drop him. Tyus Jones down 16%. Jars back, so Tyus can go. KCP down 13%. Really solid drop there. Um, PJ Tucker down 11 We know he's out with an injury. We don't know for how long, but he's a drop. Pat Mills down 10 They haven't played, and he's not that good um, from a fantasy perspective. Nerlens Noel down 9 He's in the COVID protocols. Timmy Hardaway, Marcus Morris, they're both in the COVID protocols. Their drops are down 9 and 9% each, while Luke Kennard, the duck, is down 8% as well. And I just think with everyone um, sort of close to returning for the Clippers, he's not going to remain as a... He's not a must-roster player, so if you do want to move on from Luke Kennard, I think that now is a totally fine time to do that. But you should also be looking to move on from a bunch of subscriptions or free trials that you've got because we sign up for so many of these things and they just end up bleeding us dry with money. Like we don't know that they're there and sometimes it's hard to keep a track of that. Well, that's what Truebill's for. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, that you don't want, and even the ones that you simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. And because companies make... Not companies. Yes, companies. Companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Don't, well, no, start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. We're one day away. Well, here we are in Australia, one day away from Christmas. You might be one day away from Christmas where you're living. And it's time to be just absolutely stuff yourself silly with Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. If you're here watching this on YouTube and you have had Built Bar and I recommend it, tell me in the comments. Look, I'm not, I'm not shit talking here. Built Bar tastes amazing. It's low in carbs. It's low in sugar. It's low in fat. 
It's low in calories, and it's also high in protein. So get yourself a box, two boxes, three boxes, whatever your favor, favorite flavor, cookies and cream, coconut, mint brownie, one of the special editions, candy cane, or something like a gingerbread, a Christmas special. Get them at built.com by using our code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. That will save you 15%. Get in before Santa snatches all the boxes up as last-minute Christmas gifts. Built Bar is built different. The first game of the day, the New Orleans Pelicans. They knock off the Orlando Magic 110-104. Really, the Pelicans, they're rolling at the moment. I think it's their fourth straight really playing it at a high level after such a shocking start to the year. They're doing this. They did this one without Jonas Valanciunas as well. Jonas Vassilinoasas. Ingram was great, 31-6-4, but unfortunately the triple zero. He is the 40th ranked player over the last two weeks, 42 fantasy points here. This is about his zone, like 30 to 42. Like that's about where he sits most, most of the time. Josh the Hitman Hart was also great. The rebounds weren't high, but he's remaining as a high assist player, five assists. 22 points, and he hit four threes on 10. He had 10 shot attempts. Four threes in that. 22 points on 10 shots is just insane efficiency. He was excellent and remains a must-roster player because I don't think Zion's coming back any point soon. Another strong game from Devontae Graham. He was terrible in the last four, coinciding with Pelicans' wins. He's been good. 20 points, five threes, six assists, 29% shootings. Obviously dreadful and didn't get to the line. Actually, that's not true. Five times the line is, is fine. Good numbers. Herbalife Jones is not a 12-team league player. 29 minutes, 8 and 6 are steal on a block. Stream him for steals. That's it. While um, replacing Valanciunas was Billy Hernan Gomez. 16 rebounds is great, but I don't know how. I don't know how this block shot 9%. He had 3 points on 11 shots. He's normally a good points and rebounds guy with high field goal percentage. Well, unfortunately, not only was he a bad field goal guy, not, no, actually a shocking field goal percentage player at 9%. He also went one of two from the line. So an absolute stinker. Now, if Valanciunas is out, he still remains a good stream. That's just an absolute turd. Now, Nikhil Alexander-Walker was out in this game in COVID protocols. His minutes, inexplicably, go to Garrett Temple. I don't know what keeps happening with Garrett Temple. This is a perfect opportunity for 20-plus minutes of Trey Murphy. At least we got 15 of Trey, um, but those 22 minutes of Garrett Temple, they remain shocking. The Magic. I thought his calf blew up. I thought it exploded. I thought he was done. Wendell Carter Jr.'s back. 30 minutes, 17 and 12, two steals, three blocks. Remember how much I used to bang on about this bloke when he was with the Bulls? Man, just put him in the right spot. He's really good. He's got top 50 upside. Hey, this is, this is it. This is why. This is why I like him. We're finally seeing it. And it would have been better if he hadn't shot 42%. He's been great. While Cole Anthony returned, played 37 minutes on that dodgy ankle, 22 and 11, steal on a block, 44% shooting, 89 from the line. Great games for those guys. So what happened to the blokes who'd been um, stepping up in their spot? Well, Robin Lopez moved to the bench and played six minutes. Drop him. Chuma Kiki played 17 minutes, and he had six points. Now, Chuma had like three fouls in the first four minutes. He did start Chuma at the four, while Wendell, Wendell was at the five. Um... I, you know what I think of Chuma. I think that he can be an okay uh, NBA player. I'm not sure he's the best fantasy guy. And some of his outsized steal numbers were completely outlying. So they just weren't going to be something you'd rely upon. 6-1-0 and zero is, sh- is shithouse. Like, there's no, no debating that. And with Wendell back, I think Chuma goes back to being a drop. Franz Wagner, another 20 points for Franz. The Archduke had five rebounds, only the one assist, but blocked two shots and just continues to be really good. I'm not sure that he ever has top 50 upside because even when playing well, because of the way he sort of his game goes, he's sort of always in this 80 to 90 zone. Maybe he can peak out as a top 70 guy, top 60 guy, but that's still useful. 
while the Hassani Gravit moved to the bench, he had five points with nothing else. Um, and we got 13 minutes of Timmy Frazier and a lot of these um, yeah, benchy sort of replacement blokes. Uh, their value is going to drop off a bit now. But it was a good game from Admiral Schofield. Eight points with two blocks. And Fred Gillespie dropped in two blocks as well in his 12 minutes. He's always been a... Well, yeah, always. When we saw him at the end of last season and, and this season. I think he leads the G, Leagues in block, G League in blocks as well. Um, he's a very, very good shot blocker. And we saw that in action in this game. The Houston Rockets and the Indiana Pacers. The Pacers get the victory 118-106. And they did it without Malcolm Brogdon and without DeMontis Sabonis. We'll start with the Rockets, who welcome back Jalen Green. He only played 25 minutes, but had 20 points with six triples. Now, that is obviously not real. Like, he's not a six of nine three-point shooter. But the fact that he took nine is great. The fact that he hit six is better. But then he also got two steals and a block. That's, that's really good stuff. Is it real to continue, consistently happen? Of course it isn't. But you know, the minutes are going to be good for him, and maybe he can figure it out. Add him if you just want to take a flyer on someone. Eric Gordon had 15 with three steals and five assists. He remains a 12-team league guy, while the, El- the Alperen Shenguna. No, the delicate dancer, Alperen Shengun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. I'm like tripping all over my words here. Like I am hanging for a day off tomorrow. Um... And yeah, I'm just, I'm stumbling. I'm just stumbling over my words. I'm tired as shit. That's why I apologize for all the verbal missteps here. Shengun, 10 and 8, a steal, two blocks, 20 minutes. He had 11 minutes played and led the Rockets about halfway through the second quarter. And then minutes were limited a bit after that. But did cross over with Christian Wood for about three or four. Woody had 22 and 8. Um, and great to see him go 82% from the line on 11 attempts. We know how badly he struggled there. Well, Gary Bird had three points in 28 minutes. That's Garrison Matthews. I think he's a drop, as is the designer Armani Brooks, who had six in 25. The wild thing, Jason Tate had 18. Eh, but not much else. Bad free throws. One assist. Zero steals. Zero blocks. When Porter is back, I think he's going to be a drop. He's still, despite that run where he was the best player in fantasy for a week, he's the 126th ranked player this season, Tate. Take that out, he's probably 140th. And that's not must-roster material. For the Pacers, no Sabonis, no Brogdon. Turns out Miles Turner can actually do some shit. 32 and 10, a steal and two blocks. Usage went up. He responded, I will, I will always maintain. At some point, maybe I change my mind on this, but not yet. That he's their best center, and he's the guy they should hold, not Sabonis. But he gets buried. He gets limited offensively. He's really, really good. He's really good. And we saw a flash of that today. Levert played at point guard. 24, 8, and 11. Three steals and a block. Excellent stuff. He's been absolutely rolling. Top 40 over the last two weeks. I think there's a bit of sell high in that. But he looks to have figured some stuff out. While Chris Duarte started, had 18 points in 37 minutes with four assists. And if Brogdon remains sideline, then Duarte has value. They started O'Shea Brissett in place of Sabonis. He didn't really do much. Six and seven with a block. I think some of the hype around Brissett goes too far. I don't think he's that good of an NBA player or that good of a prospect. Or even that elite of a fantasy guy. He had a real good run at the end of last year, shooting like 44% from three and blocking about four and a half shots per 36. And I just don't think that's him. He was also doing that a lot of the time playing at center. And he's not going to have those sort of opportunities all that often. So I, I wouldn't overreact to him in this sort of a role. Tory Craig had 8 and 7 in 18 minutes. While Jeremy Lamb arose, 16, 5 and 5 for Lammy. 23 minutes. Obviously, that's because of Brogdon being out. It's just good to see him occasionally put that sort of game together. Because, you know, it's been pretty lean with injuries from, uh, from Jez over the recent time frame. But the holidays are here. 
So BetOnline's got you covered all holiday season. More props, more odds, more lines than ever before as football continues its march towards the college bowl season and the pro football playoff. Shout out to Jimmy G blowing that game for the Niners today. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball to football, the NHL, boxing, UFC, or right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. Let's start the next one. The Atlanta Hawks beat the Sixers. Really embarrassing shit this is for the Sixers. The Hawks are down everyone. There's there's no one there. Like they are without Clint Capella, Trey Young, Kevin Herter, Danilo Gallinari, DeAndre Hunter, Lou Williams, Timothy Lawawu Cabro, and then Sharif Cooper also out who was their starting point guard for the second half of last game. What's my theme music? <laughs> That's embarrassing for the Sixers to lose this at home, 98-96. But how about we talk about my bloke, Onyeka Okongwu. 34 minutes, second, third game back, back-to-back for him, 13-8, one steal, three blocks. I had him top three in his draft class. I had him at number three ahead of James Wiseman and ahead of Anthony Edwards, which is, at this point, very wrong. But I had him real high. Um, he is clearly a must-roster player for now with Capella out. But there are a lot of people going, oh, is the, can, can he do it? Can he carve out value when Capella returns? And I just, I'd love him to. I think he's really good. But I find it really hard to see one of these two things happening. They say, all right, we're going to play Capella and Okongwu together because that means cutting either some of Collins' minutes or some of Gallinari's minutes. I find that, re- and the spacing of those two together, shit else. I don't think that's an option. So that rules it out. And the second thing is, well, are they going to come out and say, Clint, play 23 a night so Kongwu can play 25? And I think the chances of that happening are minuscule as well. And that then doesn't account for John Collins playing a single second at center, which is, again, is not something I think they do. I like Kongwu, And if Capella is out, he's a clear must-roster player. But I just... Those two... They're the two scenarios. Playing alongside Capella and taking minutes from Gallinari and Collins. Or splitting the minutes with Capella down the middle, they seem really unlikely to me outside of injuries. With an injury, sure. Like, yeah, but if, even if it is an injury to John Collins, I don't think Capella and Okongwu are playing together much. Maybe they do. I just don't. I think Jalen Johnson would come in almost. Okongwu's good. He's really good. But long-term, I'm not really sure that value's there. The Baptist had some foul trouble. That's why his minutes were low, 17 and 5 in 31 minutes. While uh, Reddish had another good score, you know, 18 points, not much else there. One rebound, three assists. As I said, hurt his ankle and calf those few times, but then he was able to return. While Delon Wright hurt his ankle too. Fingers crossed for Delon. He didn't look great. 5 5 and 6 in 34 minutes, but at least we got a performance from Skylar Mays. 14 and 11 in 33 minutes for him. That's much better than whatever the nonsense was that he put up in the last one. If Wright is out, along with Lou and Trey and Luawu Cabro and everyone, anyone else, if you know, if Mays has to be their starting point guard, you stream him in on Christmas. Bogdan Bogdanovich, 15 points. He was dreadful until the very end of this game. 17 shots to get there, but with, again, Reddish maybe, maybe dealing with some issues. Wright, Hurt, Bogdanovich can handle. He can handle the ball, so maybe he plays point guard. Um, there is value in adding him. If he's on the wire, it's going to be touch and go for him when everyone's healthy, but they're not. So yeah, add him and we'll figure out this shit later. Lance only played 11 minutes in this one. Lance Stevenson. Um, onto the sixes. Embiid, 23 and 10. Some bad clutch time stuff though. In 35% shooting is rough as uh, as it was for the thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, 
I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Harris had 16 and 6, 5 assists, 2 steals and a block, but 36% shooting. Well, how about my man Goldfinger, Charlie Bassey, 8 and 8 with a steal and a block. Another bloke that went just far too low in the draft. I can't remember. Um, what's this? Sham's tweeting about the NBA needs to hold a booster. Each team needs a booster shot event for all of their players and staff to get boosters. Yeah, good, good for them. All right. Um, yeah, Charlie Bassey should not have gone in the 50s. We didn't get to see him at Summer League because of the contract stuff. Uh, he's, he's good. He's a really strong backup center. Torres Maxi moved to the bench, and it was some shit because Doc Rivers thought, oh, I thought he'd only play 15 minutes. Maxi finished with 34 minutes, 17, 1, and 3, 3 steals and a block. Uh, I think he'll be back starting next game, uh, and obviously don't panic about that. Uh, Seth Curry had 12 points on five with 5 assists. Not high usage at all for Seth, who's been really good. One of the best shooting seasons that anyone's had. Like His numbers are unbelievable. 2-point range, 3-point range. He's been sensational. But... Yo, is what he's doing real? Eh, or is it something we can just expand out and hope it continues? I have some doubts. Meth Curry, um, Tyler Johnson played 11 minutes, recently signed. Well, Furkan Korkmaz is the one that started over Maxi. He is having one of the worst seasons you could imagine. He has been bad literally every game. I, I think so. Six points in 22 minutes for him, while uh, Thibel had a steal two blocks. That's what he does, a steal two blocks. You know what it is. He offers jack shit else, but those defensive stats will be there for the painter, Matisse Thibel. The Detroit Pistons. They'll be kicking themselves. They should have won this game. They were up over the heat until late. They lose at 112-115. They were without Jeremy Grant, Isaiah Stewart, Kate Cunningham, Kelly Olynyk, Killian Hayes, Saban Lee, Scooter Magruder, uh, Isaiah Livers as well. They started a lineup that had... Trey Lyles at center, Frank Jackson at the two, and Corey Joseph at the one. And they responded. Trey Lyles, 28 and 8, one steal, four blocks. Now, the four blocks, that's like a career a career total for Trey Lyles. He's a shithouse rim protector. He gets no defensive stats. So that, that's the biggest fluke you'll ever see. The 28 points on that sort of shooting, yeah, probably also a fluke. But he's going to have to take a lot of shots with all these blokes out. Short-term ad. The depressed penis. Sadiq Bay, 23, 10, and 5. If you can sell him for any top 80 player, you do it, even if you sacrifice short-term value. He's on a flyer at the moment. He is combining high usage with high minutes with high efficiency. It's the holy trinity. It's the holy trinity of a sell high. Because sometimes you'll get more opportunity, you'll get more minutes, or you'll go on a hot streak, and that will boost your value a little bit. When you do them all together, then your numbers go through the roof. And then often when that happens is that they all drop off at the same time. And then you go from being the 20th best player to the 250th best player. That's the risk. And Corey Joseph, 42 minutes, 21, 6, and 9 with five threes. I don't like the bloke as a player. Great bloke, fantastic bloke, awesome bloke. But with Lee out, with Hayes out, with Cunningham out, he's, you've got to roster him. He's going to play a shit ton of minutes. Diallo had 12, 6, and 5 with two steals. He can play a bit of point guard. There is some 14-team league value there, while uh, Frankie Jackson had 19 and 4 threes. He doesn't do anything else, although he did bring defense here, which is good for him. Um, can be a nice point streamer or a three-point streamer. I wouldn't say... I, I prioritize Lyles and Joseph a little bit over him at this stage. For the Heat, they were without a bunch of guys too. Amazingly, only one of the Heat pl Heat's players are out due to COVID. It's only Caleb Martin, and he is out of the COVID protocols, and he's ready to return. They are without Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, PJ Tucker, Markeith Morris. And then they lost The Undertaker, Dwayne Debman in this game. So Irma Yurtseven, yeah, I think you've got to add him. 8 and 12 in 25 minutes. I think Debman, I don't think there's any way that Debman is getting out of this um, without missing time. I think he has to miss time here. 
Um, so you got to add Yurt7. The Winter Soldier, Max Struess. 41 minutes, 26 and 6 with five threes. People ask me, hey, why do you call him the Winter Soldier? Because he looks like the Winter Soldier. Just Google Max Struess and Google Sebastian Stan. They look very similar. That's all it is. While these blokes are out, Butler and Tucker and Martin, Struess has value. One or two of them return and he's, and he's cooked. And the same goes for Gabe Vincent, who had 15, 4, and 7. These guys are playing really well, but it's because of the absences. And we don't know how long those absences go on. Lowry had 21, 4, and 6, while Hero, 29, 4, and 4. Everyone has a hero. True. Zero people shouldn't have a hero. Shout out to Udonis Haslam scoring 7 points in 12 minutes as well. And Marcus Garrett played 19. But you know who was shit else? The Spur, Duncan Robinson. 3 points on 6 shots. So he's the uh, he's he's just a streamer. That's it. Nothing nothing more. Not a must roster guy at all. Um, should we talk shit house? Let's talk shit house. The New York Knicks lose to the Wizards 117-124. Sorry. They lose to the Washington Wizards without Bradley Beal. They started, they moved Denny Avdia to the bench, the Wizards, and they started Aaron Holiday and Corey Kispert. And Corey Kispert just decided to be, you know, prime Dan Marley. Shout out to Thunder Dan. 20 points in 33 minutes, four triples, 86% shooting. If you want to chalk this one up to pulling it out of his ass, then that is exactly what I would do. Even if Beal remains out, he will not do this, so don't overreact. Well, Kuzma, some, I get like eight points in about the last three minutes. Ended with 18 and 10, because it wasn't looking good before that. Still on a block. He'd been rough before this game, um, and still only 120th this season. 10-team leagues, he's not a must-roster guy. And in 12s, I, I don't think it's going to last, but you can hold him. Well, Spencer did, would he? Finally. Finally. 27, 21, 7 and 12 is great. A steal on a block is a fluke. Um, seven boards is a fluke. Three threes is a fluke. But then he went four of 10 from the line, which is shitful. Grab him with Beal out in COVID protocols. And let's see what happens. Hopefully he turns it around. Aaron Holiday had 16 points with five assists in four threes. Good numbers there. While Avdia brought the blocks again. He's turned into a really good defensive player. The offense was pretty good here. 14 points on 63%. But he's more more of a 14-teamer. But I don't hate him in a 12-team. I don't hate it. I, I probably wouldn't prioritize it. But this bloke's been a top... I almost said something really rude then. This bloke's been a top 100 player over the last two weeks. And that's useful enough, man. Um, Montrez Harrell had 15 and 4 in 22, while Gafford had 11 and 6. Both those guys, not not great, but not terrible. Well, if you want to talk about... Uh, actually, you know what? Let's talk good things, New York fans. Hello. Kemba. Ke oh, actually, it's trying to get kids. Cover them. Kemba fucking Walker. 44 points in 43 minutes, 7 triples, 9 rebounds, 8 assists, 9 of 9 from the line, 52 from the field. I still have no idea what King Como over Tom Thibodeau is going to do when um, Barrett returns. Who Barrett's going to start, so does Burks move to the bench? Does Walker move to the bench? And if Walker moves to the bench, does he play? Because he hasn't played a single game where he hasn't started. And then you've got to work in where quickly goes and does McBride and Grimes play? I think with this play, Walker's going to play over those blokes. But does he have to start? Could they move the diseased scrotum of Fournier to the bench and start Kemba and Burks together? Would they dare bring RJ Barrett off the bench? There's, it's not like, wow, Kemba's playing 35 a night now. That, that's, that's not, I don't think that's realistic. But you've got to add him. And I talked about this two days ago saying I added him and I think you should because we don't know where it's going to go. The double royal, Julius Randall. Is there a more unenjoyable star of the game to watch than this bloke? 
I was down-ish on him in the preseason. I said it multiple times, right? I think his assists and usage drop. I think that what we saw from him were gigantic career highs and all percentages. Maybe it was a fluke and they drop. I, I didn't go hard enough. I should have been further down on where Randall is. 23 and 9 is good on the surface, but no threes. Another subpar percentage night. He's just he's just not that good. And the fact, again, that he was a second-team All-NBA guy last year is going to look pretty dumb, I reckon, as we move forward. It looked dumb at the time. He's just he's not that good. He just makes things really difficult, I think, for his teammates. Alec Burks, finally. Not a good shooting night, but finally a good game. 20-7 and seven with four threes on 38%. I think he's a hold. While Mitch Robinson, did he take it from here? No, he didn't. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. Eight and three with no steals and no blocks. And only 25 minutes despite Nerland's Noel being out because they played Jericho Sims 22 minutes. Now, when you can give Jericho Sims 22, but only Obi Toppin 13, I reckon you're always going to take that chance, Tommy. You're always going to do it. Um, the disease scrotum had eight points on 15% shooting. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, we, we haven't cracked it out yet. As a Christmas treat, Evan Fournier, what should we do? Get that garbage out of here! And shout out to those of you who knew that Daniel House played for this team. Three minutes, zero points. He signed a 10-day hardship after requesting to be waived by the Rockets so he could sign with a contender. He signs a 10-day hardship with the Shithouse Knicks. Good for you, Dan. Good for you. Okay. Game six. The Bucks. They beat the Mavs 102-95 on the road. Um, Middleton, 26-5-7. Holiday, 24-7-7 with three steals. Very nice. Very good stuff. Really good. Love it. Fantastic. Absolutely beautiful. Let's talk about some other stuff. Kids, go cover them. Go write your list to Santa. What the fuck is going on with Grayson Allen? Missed the last two games to a fake illness. And by fake, I mean they did not put it on the injury report. And then this one, oh, maybe he's going to play. I just, you know, I've got to talk to him. Doesn't put him on the injury report. Doesn't start him. And then he comes in and plays 18 minutes. Now, Grayson Allen's asking, get all the fucking way out of your team. Get him out of 12-team leagues. But the fall from Grace is done. Like Jordan War has taken over. DiVincenzo is going to come back. Is he actually sick? Ta- Injury report is there for a reason, Budenholzer. You can put him on there if you like. And now he was good enough to play, but not well enough to start. Or I don't know. He'll have a better game than this at some point, I'm sure. But pff, get rid of him. See you later, Grace. Um, Jordan Wara, 28 minutes, 5 and 8. Rebounding really well, this bloke. Two steals and a block. At least a 14-team league guy, while Connaughton had 9 and 8. And Boogie. Bougouar Cousins, 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 Bougouar Cousins, 22 and 8 in 28 minutes, four assists, a steal on a block. Really helps that Giannis and Portis are out, obviously, but Cousins flashing some really, really strong numbers. Solid stream for now, and then solid Turfy's ass out later on. For the Mavs, the burner Jalen Brunson, 19, 4 and 8. It's one of those ones, just try it. Like, see if you can sell high. If you can't get a top 70 guy back, enjoy the role, enjoy what's happening, and watch him drop off later on. They've got a bunch of blokes out, though, here, obviously. Uh, Pozingas was out at this one with his toe problem, but they're no Doncic, Hardaway, Kleber, Burke, Cooley-Stein, um, McLaughlin, Bullock, and Joshy Green. They're all out. While well, Eugene Omarui uh, has had foot surgery, and he will be out for the season. Finney Smith, 12-3-3 with two blocks. Poor shooting, but he is a 12-team league guy. While well, Sterlo Brown, another good rebounding game from him, 10-13. and 13. He does have some 12-team short-term appeal. And Nilakina had 14 with five assists and two steals. Also, big usage from Frank and has some uh, use in at least 14-teamers. 13 minutes only for Marquise Chris. He fouled out, but 13 points, five rebounds and two steals. Now, it is helpful that Porzingis is out, 
But I'd like to see I'd like to see them keep him around and see what he can do. Nice deeper league hold for now. Brandon Knight's on this team as well. Shout out to him. Two points in 10 minutes for Nida. Let's go to the next game. What is it? It is the... Oh, that's the wrong button. That's a disappointing move from me. What I wanted to do is push this one. That's the one. The Oklahoma City Thunder and the Phoenix Suns. The Suns win this game 113-101. Back-to-back big games from Shea Gildas-Alexander. 29-5-7. Well, Darius Baisley only played 18 minutes coming off the bench, but still had 10 boards, still had a triple one. He's been a great source of steals and, uh, more importantly, blocks and rebounds, and that has some stream value. Josh Giddy 17 and 6, but some rough percentages. While Robinson Earl had 11 and 5 in 32 minutes. There was no Derek Favors. He was resting. So they started Aaron Wiggins, and he did nothing. Five points in 23 minutes. While Lou Dort. Lou Dorty Dort. No, my son is also named Bort. Remember at the start of the year when he went on this huge run and went, I don't know how this is happening. Why is he shooting at this high of a level? Well, he is now back outside the top 110 for the season. He's 219th over the last two weeks. He had 10 points on 25% shooting. It felt fake to me. It just I didn't know how he was able to shoot at that level because he's not a good shooter and he was doing it on high usage and it just didn't feel right. I hold him for now, but he could easily just revert back to a guy who's 180th consistently and that's not going to be worth it because he just I don't have that faith in him to be that level of shooter that he was. For the Suns, Devin Booker, 30 and 7, 7 assists, 2 steals. Unbelievable stuff since he's been back. He's been great. 11th ranked player since returning. Cameron Johnson, somehow he's maintaining value. 24 points, five threes. Yes, it came on 100% shooting, but nine boards and two steals, just streaming until the wheels fall off. And then Chris Paul had 16, five and seven and eight and 19 and 12. Jay Crowder actually brought us some defensive numbers in this one. So was he good or shit in this game? Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Uh, I think shit. Nah, actually, no, nah, he was not. Two steals and two blocks is pretty good from, from Crowder. Well, I think Mikhail Bridges is the biggest buy low out there at the moment. In a points league, I don't care if you drop him. He's not a good points league player. Take a look at your waiver wire and people ask, hey, should I drop Mikhail Bridges? And my answer to that is, and it's going to be all these ones, what are the guys on your waiver wire averaging? If Bridges is averaging 20 and someone on your waiver wire is averaging 18, drop him. I know the waiver wire guy is averaging 18, but you can stream that spot in and get 18, you know, one and a half times during the week compared to how many times Bridges plays. If Bridges averages 20 and your waiver wire bloke averages 10, then you hold him. I can't tell you to drop guys in those situations though. But don't be afraid to drop Bridges in a, in a 12-team points league if the right value is out there on the wire for you. Rough night from McGee, but still added two blocks in his 17 minutes. Let's go to the next game. The Minnesota Timberwolves and the Utah Jazz. The Jazz win at 128-116. The, the Wolves, of course, were without Towns. Also Vanderbilt, Edwards, Beverly, Prince, Akogi, and McKinley Wright. So Malik Beasley took full advantage. He's a must-roster guy for now. 33.7 triples and six rebounds, while Russell had 19-7 and 14 with four threes. Took a lot of shots, D'Lo, but really good numbers otherwise. And Jaden McDaniels has got some short-term stream value too. 16-9 with seven assists and a triple one. Nazareth Reed, 36 minutes. 17 and 10, two threes are still on a block. Must-roster player for 12-team leagues. It's him. And then you've got um, Anyekara Kongwu and Omar Yetseven as really, really good values. Yetseven's value probably stretches a week or two longer. And if that means something to you, you could add them. But in terms of per minute value, Kongwu and Reed are better than Yetseven. 
Bomara only got three minutes here. He's not up to NBA standards at this point. While only uh, Jake Lehman started, had 13 and 7 with two steals and a block. This bloke had been struggling to get a single minute all season. And he started and put up an okay line. 14-team leagues, I don't mind the stream there. For the Jazz, uh, Don Mitchell. He's done. He's good. 28, 5, and 7. That's really good. So is Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. 20 and 17 for Gobert with four blocks. Unfortunately, he went four of nine from the line. Ingles also had a good game. 16, 4, and 5 with three steals. I'm not reading into it. I'm not adding him in 12s. While Conley had 17, 4, and 6, and Bogdanovich had 18 points with a combined two rebounds and assists, and that meant zero assists. O'Neal, remember when he was putting up these top 50 sort of numbers? Well, he's back outside the top 100. Five points, four assists, and two steals. I'd much rather a Dorian Finney-Smith than a Royce O'Neal in a 12-team format. Like, he's totally okay, but dropping him to stream in, Naz Reed, Omer Yetseven, I think he's much, much more the smarter move in a 12-team format than holding on to a Royce O'Neal. Well, Jordan Clarkson... J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. The seven assists are nice. The 22% shooting isn't. Five points in 24 minutes for Clarko. You know my thoughts on him. I do not believe that he is a 12-team league player. The next game. What an absolute ripper of a comeback this was from the Charlotte Hornets. They were down huge in this one. And they come back and they beat the Nuggets on the road, 115-107. So when we look at LaMelo Ball and say, holy shit, why did he only play 25 minutes? It wasn't foul trouble. He wasn't injured. The bench just got them back in, and Borrego said, okay, benchies, off you go. And that was it. He still had 16-5-4 and four with four steals and a block and 40 fantasy points, so I wouldn't cry too much, but it is frustrating. Uh, Oubre, 23 four points. No, 23 points, four rebounds, five threes, four steals and a block. Anytime he has a game like this, sell him. Any top 100 guy, get rid of him. P.J. Washington also pretty good, 13-9-5 with two blocks, while Bridges had 16-5 and and Plumlee only played the 20 minutes and Haywood just 30 for six points on 10% shooting for Gordo. Do not drop him, do not overreact. While uh, Rogier 17-7-4, and and his struggles from the field continue and just another 33% night. Ishmith got 14, 15 minutes as he was helping lead the team back into it. Nine points, four assists and two blocks for Ishmael. He was a plus 27, while uh, Lamello and the starters were struggling a bit. For the um, Devon Nuggets. I know people are still complaining about Jokic. What's going on with Jokic? He had 59 fantasy points, 29, uh, 21, and 5. He's still the third-ranked player of the last two weeks. Yeah, 38% shooting is bad. 67 from the line is poor. He's been down from the line this year. Um, I think it's just getting hard for him, man. Given the talent that's around him, it's getting hard. Faku played 33. He had 12 points, 5 assists, 3 steals, and a block. 25% 25% shooting though, but assists, steals, threes, he's got 12-team appeal for those categories. Farton, Will Barton was a bit better, but not great. 11-9, and nine, still a soft hold, while without Aaron Gordon, they started Vlatko Chanchar, who had uh, 11 points in his 19 minutes, and Jeff Green had 11 in 25, and it was a stinker from Monty Morris. We talked about him being a sell high at the start of the week. He's been shit out since then. Three points in 28 minutes, still a soft hold, while the big stiffy Bones Highland is... A, I think, 12-team league drop. It is hard to trust him at this point. Three points in 14 minutes. We also got um, 
Zeke Naji playing over Jermichael Green again. 17 for Zeke with 13 for Jermichael, whereas last game that situation was slipped, uh, flipped. Sorry, uh, But just a poor night overall for the Denver Nuggets to uh, squander that game at home against a team they were up big against in the Hornets. Uh, very, very disappointing. All right, so the next game, the Memphis Grizzlies go down to the Warriors, 113-104. Let's talk about the wave pool, D'Anthony Melton. 25 minutes, 20 points, 9 rebounds, 2 steals, and a block on 62% shooting. He started this game out red hot with his shooting. You know that I think this bloke is a really good player, and I think he's consistently, consistently underused. I don't have faith that they're going to play him 25 minutes every night. They should, but I don't have faith in it. But grab him, see what happens. Morant, 21 points, no threes, unfortunately, but six assists and nine of 10 from the line. While Jaron Jackson had early foul trouble, ended with 20 points in 29 minutes. So still got pretty good value, triple one for him as well. I don't know why Kyle Anderson is rostered in as many leagues as he is. He's 180th ranked player this year. Eight points in under 20 minutes. Get rid of him. Jack Armstrong, in fact. What can we do? Get that garbage out of here! I'm not panicking with it, but... Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain. We talked about how they were thriving in situations without either Brooks or then without Morant. And we didn't know how it would all go when everyone was back. Bain played 30 minutes, had 12 points on 11 shots with three threes. Okay, it's fine. But I am I am concerned that he might turn into a drop. We talked about this on the sell high, that his usage with those other guys, it drops way off, like six, seven percentage points. And he is a guy that is reliant on getting a lot of shots. Hold for now, but watch it. While Brooksy, 13 points on 15 shots, had two steals, but just one rebound and two assists. With Jar back, it does it does impact those guys. And when Melton goes off, they get in trouble. So there's not enough there for Morant, Melton, Brooks, and Bain to all be useful all the time. How that shakes out every game is going to be a bit of a mess. Steven Adams, I don't think he's must roster. He went scoreless in 23 minutes. It was a tough matchup for him against the Warriors, for sure. But I just don't think that he's a must roster player. While for Golden State, they were without Wiggins and Poole, and then his replacement, Damian Lee. James Wiseman also might get cleared for on uh, what's his name uh, on court work next week. He's still a long way away from coming back. Steph had 46 points. Eight triples, four assists, and two steals. Now, Steph had actually been dropping off a little bit prior to this. This was great. 12 of 12 from the line, 59% shooting. Draymond had eight, five, and nine with two steals and three blocks. And Otto Porter, starting in place of Wigo, eight points with two threes, but nine boards, one steal, and three blocks. That's seven blocks in the last two games from Porter. He's got 12-team appeal, especially for Christmas. The Dr. Gary Payton, 22 points on 56% shooting with four threes. No steals. Imagine thinking Gary Payton's going to have a fantasy valuable game and it won't involve steals. He was really good, and there is an opportunity with those three wings out, Wiggins, Poole, and um, Lee. There's value for him here. Christmas Day stream. Kaminga played 11 minutes. Moses Moody also played 11 minutes. When you look at Moody, 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 Moses Moody. But the only other guy to really have an impact here was Toscano Anderson. 26 minutes for him, 6.6 assists and two steals. But he is only a uh, only a deeper league player at this point. All right, so let's do the last game of the night now. And man, the Lakers are dog shit. The Spurs smash them. 138-110. Let's talk good things. Let's talk Spurs. Maximum Derek. 23 points for Derek White. Seven assists, one steal, two blocks, four triples. He's now, um, before today, the 69th ranked player. Giggity. This season, top 40 over the last two weeks. 
whenever he has a bad game, you can always buy low because he had two bad games in a row. Oh, should I drop Derek White? That was the question I got multiple times. No, and no, he's good. Dejounte shot horribly, nine points on nineteen percent, but six rebounds, thirteen assists, two steals, two blocks, filling it up in multiple other areas. And there's a new backup center for the third time this year. New, we've had started with Drew Eubanks, actually fourth time. Drew Eubanks to Thad Young, back to Drew Eubanks, and now Jock Landale. 13 and 8. That's a massive line in 15 minutes for Landale. Someone did ask me today, hey, can, it, can he be a 12-team league guy? I, I, no, I don't really think that's possible. But 18-teamers, yeah, take a look. That's a really good permanent line. Lonnie Walker dropped in 21. He doesn't do much else, but that's useful. Really good points league option. 12-team stream out for points. And Calden had 16 points on 29%, but again with the double-digit rebounds for Johnson. Nothing else, but he's providing nice rebound numbers and some okay scoring numbers. He, he can be useful enough in leagues if you know what his weaknesses are and his, and his strengths are. I don't think he's must roster, but he can have use. While Yucca Pirtle, only the 21 minutes, had some foul problems. Uh, always buy low when he has a bad game because people don't believe in him. 8-3-2 with no defensive stats uh, there. Well, uh, rough night from Vassell. 19 minutes only, 5 points. I still believe long-term in Vassell, but again, if you do want something that's going to more pay off in the intermediary, if you want to move on, it's not the end of the world. I personally, in a lot of spots, would hold. I still believe in him, but it's a rough stretch. Speaking of rough stretches, the Los Angeles Lakers are shocking. They're really bad. LeBron's not, though. Fucking goat outside. It's just a goat. No, it's a fucking goat. These bastards don't care. Like, half these blokes don't care at all. They're running with David Fisdale as their head coach. He's a shit-ass head coach. I know Frank Vogel's got COVID, so that's not really a reason. He's a terrible head coach. Vogel's struggling. The roster's poorly constructed. LeBron's trying to do everything. 36-9-6 and six are stealing two blocks. is ridiculous from LeBron. Westbrook had 30 points. Seven rebounds, four assists. He's not the problem, but he also was a shocking fit and remains a shocking fit. And not having Anthony Davis is going to cook him. Um, Dwight played 22 minutes after last game, not playing him at all for, I guess the reason would be your coach is David Fisdale. Um, four points, nine rebounds, two blocks. He's 22 minutes. He can't play more than that really most nights, but he is at least a 12-team league option for defensive stats and for rebounds. DeAndre Jordan is honestly one of the worst players in the entire NBA. He needs to be cut. He shouldn't play a single second. Uh, five points in seven minutes for him. While Isaiah Thomas, I know everyone loved the great story about it. Oh, IT's back. He, he's not good enough for the NBA uh, anymore, unfortunately for him. Injuries have ruined him. His size, his age, it's all done. Two points in 21 minutes. He's not getting kept on after the end of his 10-day. Um, he's a clear, clear drop in any league that you've got him in. Horton Tucker might not be good either. He played 38 minutes, so that's good, but 13 points on 13 shots, a triple zero, only three assists, 39% shooting. The opportunity is here for him, but I think he's going to be more of that fringe 12, 14-team league guy. Same as Carmelo Anthony, who had nine points in 21 minutes. Uh, Mallow has now fallen outside the top 140 for the season. He's not a must roster at all. You can have him. You can stream him, and you can deal with it from there. Well, the Duke had seven points, Wayne Ellington. And honestly, they're just bad. They just I know there's a bunch of guys out. Bazemore, Davis, Monk, Reeves, Ariza, Bradley, none. But only one of those is a good player, and that's Anthony Davis. The others are all below average to replacement level players. Poorly constructed roster with a bunch of blokes who do not give a shit. And I put a question the other day at the on the video, you know, will they make the playoffs? I'd love to... What do you think now? Like, they are... They, they're just really bad. 
Like, they are honestly horrible. To lose to the Spurs, um, and the Spurs are playing well, but to lose by that much at home, it's just, it's really shithouse. Let's do lines of the night. The monstrous goes to Stephen Curry. The waiver wire goes to Trey Lyles. Interesting 12-team streamer. The young gun, his teammate, the depressed penis, Sadiq Bay. He's at about three of these in the last week. Absolutely flying high. Tries to sell high, but really playing well. And then the dud of the night is Devin Vassell, who we just talked about. And then your top players for nine category leagues. Number one today was Steph Curry. Number two was Kemba Walker. Number three, we've got Trey Lyles. Then Miles Turner, Devin Booker. LeBron James, Wendell Carter Jr., Karis LeVert, Cameron Johnson, and Sadiq Bay. And then your top 10 blokes rostered in under 50%. Lyles, 12-team ad. Corey Joseph, 12-team ad. Keita Bates-Diop, extracted it from his anus. Otto Porter Jr., 12-team ad. Joe Ingles, no. Corey Kispert, eh, deeper league. Jaden McDaniels, absolute 12-teamer. Skylar Mays, maybe. Maybe for Christmas. Jock Landau, deeper leagues and Admiral Schofield. I don't think so. On to points leagues. The top 10 players today for points leagues. We're looking at, who are we looking at? Um, Kemba Walker at one. LeBron, then Steph, Levert, Jokic, Booker. I don't know why I spot Rudy like that. I think I might have had a stroke. Gobert there. Um, Turner, Lyles, and Dinwiddie. Get it off the screen so you don't see it. Guys, we are done here. Follow this podcast. Actually, follow this podcast. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave a comment down below. Below? I am having a stroke. This has been busy. I'm going to have tomorrow off because it's bloody Christmas. Have a ripping Christmas. Have a fantastic holiday season. Kids, cover your ears. Hope Santa, or actually kids, open your ears. Hope Santa brings you what you want. Cover them. Everyone else, fucking enjoy the day. Thanks to everybody for being a part of everything. Loved everything we've done so far this season. There's a long way to go. Don't drop off now. We're going to provide entertainment. We're going to provide fantasy talk. We're going to do so much stuff here. Obi's up to say hi. He's up to say Merry Christmas. Guys, I will see you later. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.